everyone we are back we're back it's into <laughs> mkgt number three yeah number three. three i should know i edit them <laughs> oh well <laughs> we're back we're number three it's getting well it gets confusing because it's week yeah. five week five of rehearsals for yeah. Cooper now so it's like off kilter but uh, it's my problem it's a first world problem anyway Welcome back. We love to see you here again. We're back with our faces once yep. more. If you're again confused, this is Danny and I'm Fiona. Lovely. Well, what's my subscriber threat this week? What have I got to tell people? <laughs> You've got to take it easy, Danny. <laughs> what do I say? Poor people. <laughs> you lose your splits. If you don't subscribe right now, you lose your splits. And if you don't have your splits, because I know some of you cheeky ones are back there behind the screen going, I can't do my splits yet. <laughs> You'll never get them. Easy. Subscribe. Sickening. Save yourself. Sickening. Damn it. <laughs> what? Pure evil. I like how in the first episode we tried to justify I wasn't evil and I've just come out of this blabber <laughs> every week. Come out of your shell, <laughs> truly. <laughs> so how, how are we feeling? How are we vibing with this rehearsal? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to class later because we yeah. haven't had class yet. No. Um, we're here today early for podcast bits and bobs, of course. It's and bobs. And then um, we did a bit of work with our development group our junior development group bless their hearts they worked so hard this week they're definitely more favored to the contemporary weeks but they still work just as hard on the neoclassical work yeah. because it is just a bit it's very demanding it's it very, very demanding. demanding it's it's so strange like to be picking it up at that age as well because they're yeah. quite young they're quite little so they wouldn't have been as exposed to it at all yeah i feel like with neoclassical you really need a strong classical base first yeah. before we start breaking it and obviously some of our development group guys are still working up from some of the younger grades yeah. some of the, so they're still a little bit like okay we're gonna <laughs> give this a go but do you know what they've got so much gusto of just trying things yeah and they'll be like I, we did a little target sheet today we yes. worked out what they wanted to do what they wanted to learn and so many of them were like i want to learn doubles i want to learn how to balance yeah. in an arabesque i want mm -hmm. to learn a fourth position something that they don't even learn until they take their intermediate exam so it's a bit like They're, i'm impressed <laughs> yeah a very ambitious headstrong bunch i like it and it, they are such a joy to I be know. around on the sunday morning yeah and they're really focused as well yeah i feel like nowadays it's very difficult for people to stay focused simply because we just live in a very very fast-paced world things changing all the time yeah and they've worked so hard just to really be in the room and be present yeah. and just take in as much as they can and like today some of them were like had better double underdones than I ever could whip out, and it makes me sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I have been reevaluating my <laughs> yeah, my training. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, how how okay? It's when they it's go fun. into the Angels Forty Fourth. You'll know if you buy your tickets, and they are available on the MKDT website. Yeah, Fiona, take it away. www.mkdancetheatre.com. Yeah. <laughs> But you'll know what I mean by the angel position. It's in the trailer as well. If you've seen the Fields of Cupid audition trailer, yeah. Harry does this 44th where he's down and he's got his wings out. It's and so low and so <laughs> like, intense for yes. the muscles. Wild. And the little ones in the um, development group do it so brilliantly. I know. And then I'm just I sat there know. like, I can't really demonstrate it that well, so I'm just going to try. <laughs> and they're like, do you mean this? bang and yeah like, yes that is that is what i mean yeah <laughs> no absolutely a highlight of my week yeah bless their hearts it, and yeah. a treat yeah and the thing is is i really half expected some of the development groups to find it a bit tricky to come into class and work with some of our older ones because mm -hmm. they take class alongside our mm -hmm. senior members of the company and do you know what they are just so confident they yeah. get on. They just get on. They go, hello, hi, Vicky. <laughs> and then they get on. Yeah. And then there's, there's no sort of, where's my friend? Yeah. I have to there's stay no near my friend. Yeah. Which is such a big improvement, especially some of the ones that have 
danced with us previously in other shows where it was a little bit like tight-knit cast you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a bit like they're a bit bigger than me i'm not going over there they've worked really hard and you know what they've i think they've just found a really comfortable atmosphere with seniors and they've and they're really benefiting from that yes they're totally happy to participate and to perform in front of them so when the seniors have taken their turn doing an exercise they'll come and do it afterwards in front of the seniors and they will just go for it yeah and they don't mind like splitting off into their own little groups and then doing corner work in front of the seniors and you know a big shout out to the seniors as well you could have really taken a step back from the development group and just let it go and yeah. see what they Should did and let, <laughs> let, let the string fly from the bow but <laughs> Do you know what? You've all really stepped up and you've worked really hard to make sure that the um, development group has been included and that they feel like they know what they're doing and that they can confidently approach class. And we're seeing the benefits. They're working so yeah. hard as a result. And uh, bless, one of our development groups turned around and said, I listened to the podcast the other week and I wanted to set goals because Amy sets goals. Which is so sweet. Yes. Oh, that's, that's the point of this. That is the point of this development group. That is the point of this podcast is to get people aspirational and happy to and it, and it really made my heart melt so amy i know you're listening to this <laughs> inspiring the next generation yeah, thanks, this thanks. is down to you snaps, snaps. <laughs> but yeah and the rest of your week then i mean it's certainly been busy <laughs> <laughs> constant um work but i enjoy that I'm a very worky person. I my my biggest you pet are. peeve. I'm not joking. I feel like I would actually have a heart attack if someone damned me to the, to live this way for the rest of my life. Is if they turned around and said you have to relax on a beach, that would send me off the rails. I think I would lose it. <laughs> if someone turned around to me and said you can't do anything for like a whole week, you just have to sit and relax. I genuinely think I would lose my mind. Uh, yeah, the marbles would be gone. Um, I, used to, <laughs> I used to, I was one of those people in, like during the summer holidays when I was in school that would hate it by week four. I would be like, the only benefit oh. would be the lying. And then the rest of it, I'd be going like, I don't know what to do. I've run out of things to do. And then I would be suddenly, I'd get back into like knitting again. I haven't knitted in like years. And then I'll just be sat there with needles, like frantically knitting. And my mum will come in and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm knitting mother, I'm knitting. And, like, and then she's like, why are you knitting? And I'm you like, you only have a bit when you're stressed. Yeah. I'm just like stress knitting. <laughs> and then she's like isn't knitting meant to be relaxing i'm like no i've run out of things to do and then she's always like right we'll go to the garden center garden centers if you ever need like what something win. productive yeah. to do that's also quite therapeutic i say go to a garden center big shout out to dobbies <laughs> right no this is really off pat but a big shout out to dobbies because oh it's more of a call out than a shout out you used to do these biscuits right <laughs> and you were in the food section they were divine, divine. You've got rid of them because you've turned the shop into a waitrose. I demand receipts of what these cookies were called because I can't find them anywhere <laughs> and it's stressing me out. They were perfect. No, they were like nice and crunchy and sugary and thick and they had like <laughs> big chocolate chunks in them and you could get them in different flavours. And then when you dipped them in tea, they weren't the type to like just go mushy. They yeah. weren't the type to just be like, you need to like basically dunk the whole of your, your, your tea <laughs> in Drink there. the whole of your tea. In order just to like get it to break. It was like, it would like soak up the tea. And then it would like just, it's that sort of like in your mouth. It was brilliant. It would, it, oh, it was superb. And you also oh used to do gosh. these big, massive marshmallows. I don't know if you just do them in the summer, but you've got rid of them. I can't find them. I'm distressed. So can we please bring them back? Because I need my small combo of the cookies and the, and the marshmallows. Oh, and the slap. Yeah, that was too good. It was genuinely, genuinely, like, I, I need, like, it's my, my creative mind when it comes to food is something spectacular. The, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all those times when I've oh been God. sat there in the summer holidays with nothing to do. I just come up with creation food combo. Yes. Some, the, barbecues are a magical thing. I'm so, <laughs> but the thing is, I'm so zazzed about like the summer come I've never been a summer person. No. I've never no. been a summer person. Mostly because I have to sit and relax. Which is <laughs> <laughs> which we've, we've, we've 
we've gone over this. <laughs> but the thing is, is um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've been enjoying the sunshine recently. I've been pretty happy about getting some of that vitamin D into my skin, which as you can see, I don't have a lot of. Yeah, neither of us can call for that, really. But but I've been pretty excited about it. Do you know what? Um, Me and my partner were thinking about, like, actually going to the beach, which is, like, a whole thing. This is genuinely very, very shocking for me. (laughs) Because when I told my mum, her instant reaction was, who are you and what have you done with my daughter? (laughs) She was was completely out of mind. But no, and the only thing that I get super upset about with Summer Mm. is I got caught out last night with a daylight saving. Ah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why do we have to add the hour? why it stresses me out i know there's then there is a reason and i'm just you know (laughs) but but i actually i can't i don't i don't get it like you will continue to explain to me but i I, for what like you did this for what like i was up last night editing 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 working away and then i was like you know what it's only 12 45 I'm, I don't encourage my sleeping habits, by the way. People get into bed earlier. It's, I feel like I'm that TikTok where it's like, um, but maybe I don't want to live like that. Of course everyone wants to live like that, <laughs> like, No, please don't. It's what everybody wants. It's what everybody wants. No. <laughs> don't live my life. I just don't sleep. But it is, I was up and then I was like, oh, it's only 12.45. So I'll go to bed around oh, 1.30. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. Uh, yeah, and then when I look up and I see that it says two o'clock on my phone, I was like, hmm? What is this? <laughs> we did not negotiate this. No. <laughs> there was no... No. You betrayed me. <laughs> you betrayed me. <laughs> but I was... It was... Yeah. But this is why sometimes I prefer winter because that is the only day of the year I purposefully go to sleep early and it's the year it's not the year sorry it's the day when you get it's daylight savings mm. but you get the hour added on mm. pristine yes. day yes. pristine day because you know good. It's, it's especially good as well when it falls on a weekend oh brill it's so brill and especially <laughs> if we're not here on a weekend and it yeah. falls on a weekend or if it, well, I remember it fell on a weekend last time when we were at MKDT, and I just felt so refreshed. I was like, I'm so ready for the day. I am a new person. Yeah. <laughs> I am living that whole cleansed lifestyle right now. Little Taylor can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Why? Because she's, she's dead. dead. Or she's in bed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my dad pun as the episode of. That's my, that my limits. I'm done. So I think on the topic of being a new and refreshed person, I think we should get into the topic of our episode. And I and I genuinely believe this is going to be quite a popular episode, not just for people at MKDT, but for people outside of MKDT, especially young starters that are coming into the industry, because it's the question that everybody asks themselves mm. any time that they start working, and that is, how do I do better in an audition? What do I do? How do I navigate an audition? What is an audition? What, yeah, what even is it? What is it? Where am I going? Yeah. What am I doing? Because <laughs> I always found when I started, like, I, when I when I came to dance, I was previously a musical theatre gal. So actually, dance was a small portion of the entire audition. There was other things that yes, I had to do yes. on top of the dancing. But ultimately, I guess the same premises still apply. But I feel like with auditions, there's lots of myths surrounding them. And people can often get a bit confused. And then people are following tips online, which just sort of lead everybody astray. It kind of stresses you out. Yeah helping you sometimes so i thought today we should clear the air and give some perhaps now that we're down the line and maybe we're like not looking to do many more auditions what we've experienced (laughs) and maybe what we can offer toward you guys in terms of advice about what is an audition what do you do what is the best idea what even down to things about like how you would dress 
Mm. Because that was a massive, I don't know why, it was such a big thing when I was younger. So I did a lot of, I did a lot of agency auditions, so to get onto places oh. that would mm -hmm. um, get me work. And I actually managed to get onto one agency when I was younger. I didn't get any work from it, so slay. But, I re no, hold on, I have a really good story about this. So I got onto this agency and the first job they got me, it was like a Disney advert, right? Okay, I didn't get it, okay, so Disney wild. didn't want me, but I, I completely understand why they didn't want me, because it, wow. it, was, it was for an advert for something or other to do with the Disney parks, and like okay. dressing up in costumes, and like okay. really, like that whole family feel, bringing your family in, but what they meant by that was not only did I have to be a part of the audition, my dad had to do it as well. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so here I am, with my, in front of this camera, with my little sheet for um, Let It Go in Frozen. And then you've just got my dad in the back going, let it go, let it go. Like, I don't know. What, and do you know, oh. what, and do you know why my dad did it instead of my mum? Because my mum went, yeah, but it will be unique. <laughs> So they might pick you from the bunch because like father daughter sort of and I was like I still have that video. It is horrendous. Oh. <laughs> but actually, do you know what? It's ironic because an audition gave me one of like the funniest memories I have with my dad. Oh my gosh, that's really sweet. It's really what? iconic. <laughs> but the thing is we made a dance and everything. <laughs> I am a your dad did that. My dad is a king. My he dad is, is a king. He my, truly is. My dad is very like businessman, stone mm. cold. And if that video ever got released online, I feel like that would be the end of our like yeah. relationship. Mm. But <laughs> it happened. I have evidence. And <laughs> oh my gosh, it's very. It's very. Um, I can see where I got my dancing jeans from. It's definitely not my dad. Yeah, it's <laughs> one and only debut. Yeah. In the audition world. I really hope oh he hasn't delivered it. But anyway, <laughs> there was, there was, there's a whole conception I feel like with standing out. Mm. You've got to stand out. And in some elements, yes, you do have to stand out. Stand out technically, you have to show that you can, you know, adhere to quite a lot of things, be very versatile. That's how you stand out. How you don't stand out is by showing up in the costume of the character that you're trying to audition for. Legit story. It was an audition. I think I was going for Annie. It was a going. It was like a UK tour of Annie, wow. and um, the amount of orphans that turned up, that turned up with parents, mind you. That in, <laughs> I was a bit like, um, okay, and and do you know what? And it's one of those things that maybe don't dress up as the character that you're auditioning for. Um, I don't mean any judgment by it. I mean, go off. Uh, the fact that you've gone out and got a costume is impressive in and of itself. But sure. it's not how people can look at you. Like, ultimately, when people go, when you go for an audition, people want to see you as you. Because mm. they want to know how mm. they can build you around the character. And how, mm. what you can bring. Because everybody, every director and every um, casting agent and every sort of person out there that would ever run an audition wants to see what you can bring to the table, yeah. not you repeating what's already been done before. So Absolutely. Yeah, you wanna you wanna be able to come in as a fresh slate that they can, you know, mould into something that ultimately fits their creation. They want for that performance or specific yeah. job, you know? If you come in for a Mary Poppins role dressed as the original Mary Poppins, it's gonna look a bit weird. I would just be I, I would be too stunned to speak. <laughs> Be like, I don't know whether to be like, are you okay? Or hand them the role straight away. <laughs> the conflict is really confusing. But um, yeah, you're there to you're there to showcase yourself. Yeah, demonstrate your skills and who you are as a person. Yeah. Really, you, um, you bring yourself into that room. So make sure you're dressed in that way. Yeah, and also as well, it's one of those situations where I get 
people sometimes get a, a bit confused as to should I dress in colour, should I um, dress with a black leotard, especially for things like dance auditions. I just think unless it's specified on like the audition sheet, come in a certain wear, so whether that's a black leotard yeah. or something along those lines, I would say A, go in something that you know shows you off the best. So whether it's a specific leotard where you're like, I look snatched in that. <laughs> or if it's um, something that... Because weirdly enough, I don't know whether it's just me, but in cert I wear certain leotards for different things. Oh. Because I know... Oh, yeah. So I've got a leotard that is black and it's very, very stretchy. And the reason I have a very... Mm. I wear that for advance too. And the reason right. I wear that for advance too is because I can stretch it up so it makes my legs look longer because I'm quite short. I'm only five, four, five, oh. five. So, and quite a lot of the advance two work is get your leg up high, make it look really long. I'm not in that department of long leg queen. So I have to sort of, <laughs> I have to have a bit of compensation here and there. Yeah. I do it with my leotard. Yeah. Right? Yes. And if you're a short queen or a king, or are they, and you need to go out, and you need to go and audition, and you are wearing a leotard, or um, you've got a pair of tights that, you know, really shows off your leg, wear that, if you know yeah. that that's going to help you show off your lines. If there's other things, like, I've got another leotard that's very held up at the front, mm -hmm. so if I'm having a day where I feel very loose in my core, you sometimes you just wake up and you're like, there is no engagement yeah. going on here today. It's not working for me. No, <laughs> I wear that one, so then I yeah. can feel pulled up yeah even though it literally does nothing no nothing i like to think the placebo effect the element works. of support maybe yeah. mentally yeah more than anything yeah but this is the thing about like showing you off as well what a, what a lot of well it, it does seem to be quite common mm. that um people will ask you not to wear something that's too baggy yeah because they need the lines and things that you're going to create and not a massive round jumper that you actually you, you can't see anything yeah. in this is the thing yeah. it's drawing that line between being comfortable of course mm. but um still being able to demonstrate what you can do and it actually showing you off to your ability you know yeah don't ever wear anything that's going to disadvantage yourself yeah just don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel it's a bit counterproductive if you're yeah. gonna go in and Say, for instance, it's a top that keeps riding up or something. Just yeah, like, go sensible. There is, there is enough, there are enough events, enough stress yeah. going on in your life. Your outfit is your friend, not your phone. Yeah, the so it should be the least of your priorities. <laughs> and make sure that you've just, you know, you've got your shoes ready. And yeah. and when we say like, obviously, don't wear the big stuff. Take the big stuff to go in to be warm. Of course. Even if it's a slightly hotter day, just take things to be warm in. Yeah, are important. Yeah, because sure. weirdly weirdly enough, the way that audition days work, especially in some of the more, when there's a big volume, it's a lot of waiting around. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of waiting around, and then it's lots of high action, and then it's a lot of waiting around, and then yeah. lots of high action. So always take things to be warm in. Yes. And um, always make sure that at any opportunity you've got, that you're eating as well. Of course. Obviously, of don't, course. don't be sat there with a massive, like, sensations bag going this is benefiting me and <laughs> um, like high high energy snacks things that you know that you're gonna be able to eat little and often and will get you through like um fiber bars or if you need any love a protein <laughs> anything that will sort of that is that um there's a word i'm looking for it's a um it's a long-lasting carbohydrate Something slow that releasing. slow release. That's it. Thank you. Slow release carb. Slow release carb. Do something along those lines. Make sure. And here's oh, especially for the singers out there. Here's a magical tip that I learned. <laughs> right. I can't. I'm not a good singer. I would never. But um, I will. I will say this on fact. I've only ever successfully gotten through auditions in musical theatre based on dance, not on singing. So I will. I will take that win. And I will also take the loss, but it is what it is. Um, I I will never live out my Madonna dreams, but it is what it is. Everybody yeah. can't be an everyone girl all the time, you no. know. No, that is. I can never be my triple threat. <laughs> I am just a threat to everyone that doesn't hear oh me. <laughs> I am just a liability. That's but a anyway, relation to yourself. <laughs> I'm not a threat. I'm a liability. <laughs> But anyway, it is, um, what was I saying before I absolutely brutalised myself? Um, yeah, Singing. yeah. so 
as, like if you're going into a dance audition or a singing audition drink lots of water beforehand like say an hour before you go because what will happen is is the water doesn't actually reach your larynx and your pharynx until that point so it takes an hour for the actual moisture to get there and that's why if you go to a dance day and you haven't drunk anything beforehand that's why you're constantly uh. sipping because you're actually still dehydrated because it hasn't reached it yet fun science oh, fact look at that that's why is that why singers use like steamers in the morning yes because the oh moisture. my gosh moisture and Wild. also as well it opens up certain airways that means that huh. they can reach certain vocal lengths as well but anyway but it still works the same for dance you don't want to be sat there constantly glugging because then once you're glugging you're getting waterlogged and then you get to the jump section and then you're like oh (laughs) always down (laughs) always drink beforehand and this is a just a personal thing um to my non-breakfast girlies and guys and ladies out there i know it's difficult the nerves get to you i i I was never i was never normally a breakfast girly at all i used to feel really sick whenever i got up in the morning because for some reason i had a really hard time regulating my temperature when i'm asleep so i just get up really hot so then i'm just like (laughs) anyway sorry for the audio listeners i just had to hear the (laughs) sound with no context (laughs) but um it is if it's slow things like um pan chocolats or um croissants the french are going to help you out um, <laughs> something that you don't have to eat a lot of but it's something yeah because line your stomach, line your stomach a little bit please just it's a bit of something yeah and then from then on just the, com- the more comfortable you can make yourself in the sort of practical senses the more able you're going to be able to um zone in on the things that you need to focus on that you're going to be a little bit more stressed about like getting Mm. the choreo and learning the steps and doing that quickly which is important yeah speaking of which um one thing that i think has been highlighted um through my experience of auditions it's never going to go perfectly you're never going to be good at every bit and and, okay (laughs) you can't let yourself overanalyze that in mm. the weeks or however long you're waiting for results you can't you can't let yourself overanalyze that at the time because it will stress you out or afterwards because it's just unnecessary it is what it is it's happened mm. like sure you can be a triple threat but maybe on that day oh you stumble out of a turn it's not the exercise for you fine it i oftentimes it's it, it is the bigger picture, isn't it, really? Yeah, this is the thing. See, the thing is, you've got to have faith that the casting directors know what they're doing. Yeah. And that ultimately, they're going to realise that um, some people are just going to have maybe one thing that maybe they can't do, or they just fall out of and they go, oh, and they're going to, and by judging of the face, they're going to go, they probably know how to do that, but it just yeah. hasn't gone well. Um, they can, but it's a stressful environment. It's yeah. It's a bit intense in here, you know. Because here's, here's the thing, is I, another PSR lesson. So PSR, we do in school, it's like PSHE or like religious studies or social studies, whatever you call it. The kids this week were learning about healthy eating and resilience oh, and how it can impact your mental health. And the teacher turned around and said something really interesting about how there's something called the Millican rule. Right. right. So in the comedy circuit in this country, for the young people, just blur this out because you're going to have no idea who I'm talking about. Sarah Millican. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know who I'm talking Yeah. She's very big in the in the comedy circuit. Yeah. And she says she's got a rule. And it's a rule that apparently quite a lot of comics now follow that she hmm. said on a radio show once. Huh. And she turned around and she said, if the comedy show goes bad, I only dwell on it until 10 o'clock the next day. 10 a.m. the next day and then after that i have to drop the baggage and go right because she said i've got another show the next evening and if i'm dwelling on the fact that things have gone wrong i could be then making the next show just go just as wrong yeah. because i'm stuck on the past so yeah. for instance if you've done a corner segment in an audition and you've fallen out of a turn yeah and you're like oh, don't um. beat yourself up over it you've hopefully got another opportunity to go on the other side if it's not maybe your best side give it a go maybe stick to something a bit safer if you're not feeling the triple or a double on the other side go with a clean single or a clean double adapt it and make it work for you as long as you're not completely changing the choreo please don't be one of those people but (laughs) please just stick to the choreo that they are giving you but at the same time 
don't dwell on things if things go wrong in an audition because yeah. you could be hindering yourself from showing what you can do yeah. because you're going Oh. <laughs> like I, I remember specifically in the the first Romeo and Juliet audition that we did, twenty twenty. We were youngins, you know. Um, I had never met uh, Gemma, one of the ballet teachers, and I'd never taken one of her classes before. Her turn exercises were, were definitely different to what I experienced before. I got it wrong every single time. I beat myself up about it consistently. And this is the thing, don't take that baggage with you. Drop it, leave it at the next exercise because there will be something for you coming up. Yeah. You know? And I don't think that the casting director and the choreographer isn't there to take it to heart. No. <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not, they're not there to, they're just trying to see it on you. Yeah. If you, if you get it wrong and it's an accident, I, I apologise profusely. <laughs> I'm so sorry I messed it up. I mean, obviously as well, there is going to be a different aspect to this, whether you are in a professional environment and whether you're in a young education environment. In the yeah. young education environment, there is a bit more leeway. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Maybe not so much if you're in the professional field. Mm. Um, so keep that in mind. If you're working professionally or you're a child working professionally, there is going to be a little less leeway. Yeah. But still... If it's, a, it's one bubble or if it's one yeah. thing, but don't beat yourself up over it. Keep moving, keep going. Yeah, keep because moving. even professionals do it. That are hired and on the stage. There's a really good example of this. Not, I'm not saying this ballerina is beautiful. Um, I can't remember her name, but she got, she's in the Royal Opera House. And there's a, a video of her online doing the first Black Swan solo right. in, the, in the ballet. And actually, in the video, which I'm very impressed that Royal Opera House felt confident to put online, seeing as they like all of their content to be very pristine, she actually messes up the first turn. Okay. Right? But I think that's an important thing for people to know, is even professionals get it wrong. So yeah. even if you're in an audition and you get it wrong, just go, well, you know, I must be a professional because professionals get it wrong too. Yes. So you're worthy of your place there. Don't yeah. diminish yourself if you can't do certain things in that moment in time. And also take auditions as an opportunity to learn about what you can and can't do. Because uh, there are things that you are going to face in auditions and be like, huh. <laughs> create those foundations for yourself. Yeah. And it ties back to well. our first episode of being yeah. a better dancer is if you go to an audition and they do things that you have never even learned before. True. Yeah. Don't <laughs> experience that. You can go away and reasonably work out how to do some of those things do yeah. it. And, and it'll help you progress. I mean, if you're not a tumbler and an, an audition, they turn around and go, can you do this, that and the other and a forward axle and a something and this, that and just <laughs> be like, terrifying tumbling i don't think should be a requirement i do think it's a very specialized skill mm, just the same way that um certain elements of tap is a very specialized and um even aspects of ballet is very specialized you know there's loads of pe people that did musical theater never once have taken a point class but they've done loads of ballet so you know it is one of those situations where it if it's big big things like that and you know that your body is never going to be able to push to that don't do it if you know stick to certain auditions that you know where they're never going to turn around the gate right give me a front aerial or just j j maybe stick away from the acro competitions yeah. or the acro auditions but if you think you could go away and learn it go away and learn it do do what you need to do and hopefully the next time that you go and audition you will come back stronger and you'll come back um with the ability to um, be confident that you're going to be able to face these challenges again and not be tripped up by them the next time. And as well, just a big, 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 big thing. Don't take the rejections at auditions as an insult. Yeah, it, it's, I think it's the biggest pitfall that people fall into. It's not, it's never a no, it's a not right now. That's the way that, yeah, that you're not entirely suited or... Yeah. And... And there are going to be, and this is the reality of certain auditions, there are going to be certain things that you're going to audition for that you're never going to get on the yeah. basis that you're just not that sort of dancer. And that's not an insult to you. It just means that maybe you need to go and think about some of the auditions that you do that mean that you're going to be auditioning for things that are going to be more suited for you. I know for a fact I could never, ever, ever walk into an acro audition and they turn around and say, like, I could never do Cirque du Soleil, like, ever. 
ever. It would be horrific. It would be horrendous. Yeah. But if they turned around and said, oh, there's a potential um, dance audition and it needs a little bit of contemporary in there, you know, um, maybe a bit of ballet technique on the back of that, yeah. maybe someone that's got a bit more energy. I know that's more for me yeah. because I am not a chill dancer in the slightest. I'm still trying <laughs> to tone it down. But it is, it's, it, it also as well, be selective about the things that you go for. Obviously, yes. work is work. You need yeah. to find work if you are in a career. If you're just learning and you're here for the education aspect of it, then you can be a little bit and more Much picky. easier to be selective in that sense. Yeah, because the minute you, you start being selective, you'll find you'll maybe get more exceptions and um, on the basis that you're going for things that... Um, that suit you and that you really want. Yeah. So for instance, when I was, and I know this sounds really bad, but sometimes look for your typecast and go and go with it. Because when I was younger, I had, in in the musical theatre world, I was always, always, always typecast as the funny nerd. The funny nerd. I always had to play the funny nerd because (laughs) I was a little bit on the more, say i was on the more taller end but when i well, obviously when we were that age everybody else was a lot shorter than me because i grew a lot bigger than and everybody else it. and then just stopped at this height and then everyone else just shot past me but i was always much <laughs> taller and i had a bit more of a bigger presence than everybody else than um say that were at my age at the time i had glasses big thick black ones i had braces yeah and so they instantly went, you would make a great nerd. And I'd be there auditioning for Cinderella and I'd be like, ugly stepsister. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And in some way you accept it. I know I'm quite a fierce person. I would never audition for a love interest. Ever. I know instantly Ooh. I'd walk in there and go, you'd make a great Maleficent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the sooner you accept that, the more fun you can start having with it. Yeah, I used to hate the idea that I would only ever be a villain, and now I can't get away from them. I love I it. Love it <laughs> I, I love a good villain. I love. It just makes me feel. I feel like it's very musical theatre of me. To love it a is villain. very musical theatre. <laughs> I love a good like pantomime. The real the expression is there. Mm, I love it. <laughs> I love being able to just get that, I don't know, a very very strong emotive, and that's what I guess I found Carabos a little bit more difficult on the side of it, it was more mm. of a subtle villainy, whereas Hook was like, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> which was perfect, right up my street. Um, but yeah, so maybe if you're sort of looking for auditions that you can um, go for, maybe look for where you think people may Obviously, if you want to go try and loads of different things, go and try loads of different things. I'm not your mum. I'm not your dad or whoever looks after you. I'm not... You're, you are yourself. You can go and do whatever you need to do. But you can start to maybe think about where you're going to be more successful and audition that way. That sometimes helps. And, and sometimes it is literally just being real with yourself and having um, that idea of going, if you're not a tapper... You're not going to get into the 42nd Street, are you? No. Like, be realistic. <laughs> like, it, it go for the things that you know you can do and you can do well. And so you can do those shows. And on the side, you can be practising these other things. So if one day another 42nd Street audition pops up, you now know your tap. Or you can, you know, it's one of those um, balancing where the realism is. Yeah. Yeah, start... Real, like realistic in a way because then hopefully I mean that audition will go better for you because it's a more comfortable zone for you to begin with you yeah. know and no matter what even when you go for auditions for things that are in your comfort zone they're always going to make you try and do things that are yeah. out of your comfort zone go I'll straight you. yeah try it never it's one of those um awkward phrases of always say yes if you if you want to i don't always think you should say yes i just think say give it a go yeah give it a go because if it's gonna go wrong it's gonna go wrong but at least if if they can see that you've at least tried love it Mm -hmm. i mean i know every time that in the recent r&j audition that owen kept shoving in backwards rolls that did not go well for me 
um, the commitment and the resilience was it there. It was a fantastic headstand. <laughs> um, it was certainly something, but they could see that I was willing to learn yeah. and throw myself into it. Of and, but, and sometimes that's all you need is a bit of gusto and people yeah. having faith that you're going to have yeah. faith in what you're doing. Because, um, and, and, and that's another thing as well, confidence. Go in, be confident, but don't be arrogant. People do not like arrogant people to work with. It no. makes the atmosphere horrendous. Because you, you can't go into an audition um, being entitled. Because no. you are there to, like, you are there to audition for a part. You are there to try out for the part. You, yeah. you, everybody is on a flat plane at the moment. This is the thing. <laughs> like, it is one of those awkward situations where, and this is a big, 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 big thing to think about is even when you are not sat in the audition room doing something, you are still on an audition. There are still eyes on you. Mm -hmm. So even when you're sat in the foyer and you're maybe going through your lines or you're going through the choreo or you're thinking about things that maybe you want to stretch a little bit more or whatever, don't sit there and use that time to talk about other people that are auditioning. Don't sit there and use that time to sit there going, I could do this thing and that thing and da 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 You're not auditioning in front of other auditionees, but the people that will be watching you are the people that are sat on the front desk. Yeah. And the people that will be watching you are the people that sit in the foyer delivering the teas and the coffees or something along those lines. And they watch and they see how you interact with other people. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that is where the audition part of seeing not only how you work in a studio, but how you work as a person mm. goes. If you come across as an unpleasant person outside of the room, they're not going to want to work with you inside of the room because it's going to make it a very tremendously awkward situation when yeah. none of the cast members want to work with each other because they're bickering. And, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and even in the room, if you see someone struggling, if you see someone not quite sure of what to do, give them a helping hand. It's not going to diminish your ability to get no. an opportunity. If anything, they're going to see that you're a team player yeah. and they're going to want to, they want, they want team players. You're approachable, you're kind, yeah. and you're willing to help other people improve alongside, your, alongside yourself. Yeah. And cause some people might go, well, how is that? I get that being in an education environment, but how is that practical in a career sense? People fall ill. People yeah. go off ill, people get injured, yeah. people have days off, and whether that's days off during rehearsal when they have to catch up, they're going to want to know that they're caught up and it's either somebody else has helped them out or it's their responsibi responsibility to be able to do that, or um, you're going to have days where they're going to go, right, you're going to need to go on because someone's ill. Yeah, and they are incredible people. Yeah, and they need to know that you're a team player that's going to go, oh, I'll do it yeah like being again i said that on the last episode being reliable yeah. the reliability starts at the audition yeah because if you're the type of person to show that not only can you be one step ahead on the choreo but be able to stand there and help someone else if they're struggling big big present play. yeah big big play big mind mind move <laughs> and, it's, mind and it's and i think yeah. it's the it's the weirdest thing in the world Showing that you can just be a genuinely kind person, for some reason, is like the biggest audition tick in the world. Like, for some reason, people really attract to people that are just talk. Like they they talk. They're they're sociable with people. And I'm not saying constantly be chatting in someone's ear when they're trying to do something. I'm no. not saying that either. Don't talk read the room. Yeah, read the room, guys. Talk when it's appropriate mm. and have that opportunity to you know help people out and and it will do you such a world of good because even if you don't get that job there are going to be people in that audition room that are going to audition for other work just as you are mm -hmm. and one day you might have to work with them and if you sat in that room yeah. going that girl can't turn they're going to be going oh really now and they're mm -hmm. going to remember you at the next audition and they're going to remember you for being absolutely bitter and even if and I'm, because at the end of the day, we're all human. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all because you're not the one on the casting panel that has the authority to say that about other people. Absolutely not. Read the room. No. And no. Then, yeah. 
this could be your future team that yeah. you work with. Do you really want to start it off like that? Yeah, don't. Don't. And it's also one of those situations, where, especially in professional careers, you're going to be working with people like casting directors who are going to cast for multiple things. Yeah. One, one bit of bad behaviour in one audition could spoil that chain yeah. for years the, the, down the, the rest of the year, yeah. So when I tell you auditions don't end once you walk out of the rehearsal room, auditions don't end once you walk out of the rehearsal room. They are on until you've left that building. And even then, even then, online presence, things like that yeah. can really impact the way in which you come across. And it's just being aware of your presence yeah. and having those very, very key social skills, I think, will help tremendously. Being yeah. kind. It doesn't end there because maybe, maybe someone drops out and they ask you back. You've, you've got to leave that good impression. It yeah. might be a no, first of all, but maybe they want you back. Maybe you can go to a different production that is theirs. But as long yeah. as you've left an impression that you're proud of. Mm. Take things graciously. Take things, always be gracious. Always go in. Even if you're a bit like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're a bit, oh, really, is this what we're going to have to do? Even if you're not quite keen up to the task, always yeah. take things graciously. And if you get cut, always say thank you. Like, thank yeah. you for letting me come in today and giving it a go. It's a learning experience, of course, for you. You yeah. take things from it and they take things about your attitude or your like presence in the room. Mm. So, yeah. So in, in light of the audition theme, I thought, we're moving on to the game, by the way. I don't think I made that particularly clear. <laughs> game time! Um, <laughs> like a little like jingle, like... Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> I never claim to be a musical genius, okay? Um, I'm not Beethoven, all right? <laughs> but it is, um, we, I thought what we could do is we could sit here and pretend we are an audition panel. But the people that we're auditioning are for people to be in our show generally. And these are things like whether we think they would suit best in the costume department, whether they're going to be directors, whether they're going to be... But the catch is, is they're not people. They're people from TV shows, books and films. Okay? So <laughs> I have brought another tier list. And I thought that we could have another peek at what we think would make a good team of people okay <laughs> character sorry <laughs> don't, don't look down don't look down <laughs> looking at the vault right so <laughs> character number one yeah we have i think i can't remember his name but it's the critic from ratatouille right so our options of where <laughs> of where to put the critic of ratatouille is either in the directorial team is he in costume? Is he in production and set design? Is he in the performers mm. list? So is he a part of the cast? Is he front of house? Is he stage management? Or is he part of the chaperones? I just thought the chaperones deserved a I shout out. I think the chaperones deserve a shout out. We love you. Um, he's not going to be a chaperone. I'm not letting no. him in. <laughs> I'm not letting him in. He's very picky. So I feel like he'd be great on the directorial team, but at the same time, I still get very much um, stage management vibes from him as well. With those long arms, he's going to have that fully <laughs> system down. <laughs> the rigging is down. The rigging is down. What do we think? I, I feel like he's too like intense for stage management. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Although stage I'm, managers can be quite intense. Yeah. Point made. I feel as though I feel as though he could even be good as front of house he would be like oh crack the whip he'd be like <laughs> buy your tickets buy your <laughs> oh i don't know I don't, um i think i think directorial i i think everybody can see that yeah i think that would be a, a, it's a it's a good shout yeah okay we'll put him in directorial i think that would be the majority view right okay yeah, definitely. next one is Caesar from the Hunger Games. If you don't know, it's been it's been getting quite popular recently on TikTok. Oh. Like a Hunger Games resurgence. Brilliant marketing by the Hunger Games team, by the way, because a new film's gonna be coming out soon. So No, that is wild actually yeah. how how much it has filtered in power, to my life. The power of the media. But yeah. he does have a banging theme tune. Anyway, Caesar, where are we gonna put him? 
nowhere find him. Joy <laughs> um, <laughs> put him on there. Oh, I don't know. He'd be good. In, like he's he very much a performer, isn't he? Yeah. I don't yeah. know why something's always, always, almost serving me costume as well. I don't know, oh. I don't know why. <laughs> but see, if Sinner but. was here, if Sinner was here, oh, I'd okay. put Sinner in costume. Yeah, because yeah. he made that gorgeous burning fire dress. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, mm, yeah. Performer. Um, yeah, he, he'd be oh, a toxic would, performer, no doubt. Or but. would he be front of house? Like doing the fire because display, he is being the like host. He is the interviewer. He is the yeah. He's like I can think, I can picture him selling me a drink and me taking it. I yeah, I can picture him being like your car didn't go through. Yeah, <coughs> scum. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're we thinking? Front, front of house. Front of house. <laughs> right. He's going in front of house. Okay. Next one. Edna mode costume. <laughs> you, you were gonna say this, but I know. I, I, th- I feel like. But I feel like Oakley would have an issue with that. No capes. No capes. <laughs> I love you, Oakley. Um, no, no capes. No capes. But yeah. um, she, she. I think she would be brilliant in like production and set design. I think she would be incredible. With all of those, like to, she went to Milan. Darling. She went to Milan, darling. <laughs> but the thing is, is like she'd be great in costume. She'd have an amazing time in directorial. She's, she's got oh, the sass. She would be the best director. Yeah. For real. She's brilliant at like the performing. And even with Jack Jack in the second the film. Chaperone. chaperone. She, would be the, she would be the best chaperone. She, she would. She would give us like, the best. Co- well, uh, stage so management. Mm. No. I, well, no. I don't know. Where are we putting Edna Mode? I mean, she is quite good with the pyrotechnics. Yeah. But. This woman is a m- woman of many talents. This is the issue because I just love her. I she is one of my favorite characters of all time. She is brilliant. I adore her. So I'm like, I just have her everywhere. I want her all the time. <laughs> should we simply because it is what she does? Should we pop her in costume and be basic? I mean, typecasting is beneficial at times. At you know, time. it has not to be done. stereotypical typecasting where it's no no not that sort of massive of disclaimer there yeah but making that very clear for your own strengths yeah it can be useful as we've covered yes so typecasting of strengths you know, not of other things that do not need to be typecast grim okay so on. but that is that is her main skill i don't yeah. want to be predictable here yeah i don't want to be predictable but oakley is never getting his cape right <laughs> next one homer simpson okay yeah Right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm already, already struggling. <laughs> I don't know where he could even go. Because directorial, no. he just wouldn't show Sorry. up. No. Costume, no. he would break. No. Production set design, he would set something on fire. Yeah. As a performer, he'd... F- oh, I don't know. I don't know. If you want to take it really meta, he's performed in a TV show for about 40 years, so I think he'd be alright. If you want to take it... Yeah, I feel as though he wouldn't be awful at musical theatre. No, I don't think so. If you (laughs) you get where I'm coming from. He definitely wouldn't be front of house because he would eat the snacks. Can't be stage management because I think... (laughs) I don't think he even has his life managed, let alone manage a stage. Um, and a chaperone? No, no. He, Sorry, he tries his hard with his kids, but we're trying. We're trying to have a good influence on the yeah. kiddos. This is not where it's going to come from. So, are we going to pop him in performer? Yeah, right. Okay. Why He's not? Why not? It's going to be wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be so unpredictable. I don't know what to say. It's but so difficult. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. So next one, Katniss mm. Everdeen. Again, inspired by the Hunger Games rage that is going on. Where is she going to go? She's she's kind of giving me either production and set design or stage management. She's not giving oh. me... She's not... Okay. Costume, sure. She is immense. Like, what can, what can I say? But no. Yeah. Uh, directorial, not serving that no. for me. She's not really a woman of authority, is she? <clears throat> or liking authority. I mean, no, anarchy is anarchy the way to go. Her, but then again, she performed a lot for like the rebellion. Point made. So she was like singing all of those songs and in a lot oh of propaganda. She came up with all of those lovely quips. I feel like she'd be a brilliant performer. 
do do they because they all have to work all these people have to work together this is just a terrible match (laughs) but it's never gonna work but it it will have to work in our imagination it's fine it's fine but that where are we putting her I think she'd be a pretty sick stage manager. Stage management? What do you, where are you going to, what do you want to do? I would put her in a performer on a propaganda basis, but I believe you in stage management because she also did help organise a rebellion, so. I think she'd be great. I think Um, she'd be good at that. I also, I also feel like his home is a force of nature. (laughs) I I don't know how anybody could work with that on stage (laughs) he's gonna be a one-man show (laughs) i don't know we shall see what comes up right okay our next person is maleficent i had to put the queen in i can't i can't i chaperone sorry (laughs) the way she looks after um what's her face not cinderella aurora aurora that's it that's her name that's that's the one. That's the, that's the woman. Um, <laughs> would no, she have her the, let's, go, let's go for the legal side of it here, Danny. Right. We, can, we cannot. I, She's too demanding, I think, for a front of house. Yeah. She's very I specific. Don't think she's a massively people person. No, she's very so, select on the people. Yeah, she's very select, and we can't be selective at front of house. We no. can't do that. Do we put Maleficent and Edna Mode together on costume? I think that would be one of the most iconic mixes of all time. But would they but kill each other? Probably. Or do we put Maleficent on production and set design because she did build that massive thorn wall? I mean, the the entirety of her like aesthetic and lifestyle and like where she lives, I actually adore it. Yeah. So production and set design. Like, I don't think it would match any of the other dynamics we've got going on here. But I think she, if if this was a one man show and she was making her own production and set, I think she would slay the game. <laughs> However, I don't even know what show we're doing here. But this is this is a mess. That's but for you I guys to decide what show I, is yeah. this. You you comment. You, you you give us the feedback. What show would actually work with, with these last group? I I think I think uh, product yeah production set production design. set design. I think so. I yeah I adore her aesthetic and her look and yeah. I think it would she'd be great. Okay, next person yeah Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. There is obviously. You know, the people will be screaming chaperone. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I think she'd be an amazing director. I think she would be an excellent director mm. in the fact that she is practically perfect in every way. Perfect in she, every will, way. she will achieve what no performer will, and that is a perfect performance. Practically perfect. That doesn't mean perfect. That is also very true. Yeah. But I feel as though she'd be a good director because she is headstrong and is practically perfect, is what we're thinking. But I'm not sure she has nutty dance powers, so I think it would be brilliant. Practically perfect means like room for bending or change, which is what you need as a director anyway. So I thought, yeah, I think she'd be cracker at that. Um, That combo is not giving me hope. (laughs) Well, um, I actually, I feel feel as though they get on. Because he's very critical, like their mindset is very the same. It has yeah. to be perfect. But yeah. he's like, I, I can see this cynical. As, I, can, <laughs> I can see this as very much as like the Jess and Owen duo. Can you? <laughs> can you see it? <laughs> no, I, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. So, harsh. But, no, I'm being over dramatic here because these are cartoon characters and film characters. But hear me out. Yeah, you've got the sort of strict clean sort of that they 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 both have the same the yeah. same ethos like that, it has yeah. to look great actually I, you've i've never thought about this before because obviously these are such different movies like why would anyone ever compare these characters yeah but foundation wise they're basically the same person yeah and also as well i feel like the um I don't know why I'm comparing these two. Yeah, no, keep it going. <laughs> the Jig- video essay is Jig- on the way, Jig- guys. my hole even bigger with Owen. But I feel like the the food critic from Ratatouille, like the whole idea of like the flashback story and everything, it's like Owen every time oh, we bring up Mia Classical and he's like, my time in Slovenia. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love 
it. It makes for great backstory. Oh, but... oh my goodness. I feel like there's more substantial backstory to get into there. <laughs> and like his mood, like I think it's, oh, yeah, anyway. He draws inspiration from his past yeah. for his current works. Oh my gosh, would you look at that? Look at that. Anyway, next person is Megamind. Where is Megamind going? <laughs> The picture you have of him. <laughs> <laughs> I chose that one on purpose. I know you did. Oh, hey there. Um, hear me out. I really want to put him in costume. Mega Mind and Edna Mode. Yes. Can I? Yes. Yes. Literally as iconic as Edna oh, Mode. No capes. No capes. No capes. Yeah. Decisive. Dis- pers- yeah. Has the flair. Has yeah. the flair. The, the villainy flair. This yeah. is what you need in costume. Mm. You need villains. You need greatness. You need that expressionism mm. for, that comes from being a villain, you know? Yeah. Next one. Peter Pan. Okay. Um, Can I just say, this film had me on lock at age nine. I was obsessed with the 2004 Peter Pan live action. That is, you're being too true right now. <laughs> It, it was my like weird obsession. I have, I still have um, the DVD. But it's that kid. Like, what <laughs> can I just say, childhood crush? That was my childhood crush. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But then, when as you get older, you you know you you're learn like, to okay, mature. This is ridiculous. And then you realise that. Doing? And then you realise that Hook is far superior. Oh. But anyway. Stop That's talking about story for Stop another it. day. We are not passing the Bechdel test anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, um, Peter Pan. I mean, we can't put him in chaperones. No, he's too young. Bless well, him. he does he look after the Lost Boys. Well, ooh, he does look after the Lost Boys though. It's an argument, but he does also get them in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I feel as though I feel as though he has other callings, mm. if you will. Um, oh, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Should he be in stage management or oh hold on. No, he's in stage oh, management. Because if he's oh. on if he's backstage, he can just fly up and like do all of the rigging huh. and stuff. Okay, fair, yeah. No? I was kind of I was kind of leaning towards production and set design. I know this mm. may sound like a weird dynamic but i think it might balance out quite well with the darkness so a bit, a bit of greenery bit of yeah you know bit of lost boy living um but i do hear you on the stage manage- management selection yeah and i also think as well katniss everdeen and peter would get on they would much be more duo. than peter and maleficent because i feel oh, like Malef- yeah. peter pan would wind maleficent up to the point of just death yeah so she would probably yeah and also it's sort yeah. of righteous hero righteous hero dynamic righteous hero and villain mm, that not can too bash sure. a little bit yeah so yeah. maybe stage management yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. right pinocchio right there's something that springs to mind immediately for me what performer for, yeah i i completely well, i'm popping um, him in there we can move on like <laughs> yeah full stop my guy for has the wrong reasons for my sure yeah but my, my guy has the tappiest of toes but like <laughs> i agree he is a born performer okay no strings to hold me down to make me friend make me friend yeah definitely anyway and right this one is going to need a bit of context because i couldn't i wanted to put alan rickman in here but I just wanted to put Alan Rickman in here as Alan Rickman, but I felt like that was just not enough. Not enough. It wasn't enough. So for all of the young'uns out here, this is Alan Rickman as the sheriff in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's a, an elite film, very old, because it came out in like the 1980s. Like my mum remembers it coming We're out. So it right back here. Yeah. Um, but this was an iconic, and I love this character because I re- his my favourite line of his is when is like, I'm going to cut your eyeball out with a spoon, and then his thing, and then and then, <laughs> and then the guy goes, but why with a spoon? Because he goes, because it would hurt more. <laughs> it's great. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, um, so where do we put him? I. <laughs> we're gonna end up with no chaperones at this point i feel as though he actually wouldn't be too bad in chaperone role but yeah, really threatening of the cutting out the eyeballs with the spoon it's not really it's not really holding it together no i don't know where he belongs where do you belong mm, mm, definitely um maybe we put him in Ooh. 
front of house would be a terrible choice. Yeah. Like, those stage, the stage management dynamic is solid. I think we should. But hear me out. He's a great liar. He's a great liar. That's not a. In this situation, is that a good thing? <laughs> but in in a sense, like he very much convinced people in higher powers mm. that he was good for his job. That's why he was left alone. So the front I'm, of house um, guys, <laughs> we're all going to be the same vibe here. And also, um, it's Alan Rickman. Who wouldn't want to buy a ticket from Alan Rickman? I love Alan Rickman. Yes, yeah. him. I'm going to put him in front of house. And if anyone disagrees with me, let me know in the comments below. But I think <laughs> Alan Rickman... As... He is a delight. That character, sure, questionable. Mm. Um, questionable qualities for front of house. Mm. However, um, we can't put him with the kids. No, we can't do that. So Alan Rickman himself, I think yeah. he would be a fine chaperone. Absolutely. Sure thing. He basically mothered yeah. the Harry Potter cast. Oh. Which was less. Oh, I miss Alan. R.I.P. Alan. Literally a massive loss. And our final one is Mr. Happy from the Mr. Men books. We have no chaperones. Um, This is a real issue. Well, do we put Mr. Happy in the chaperones? Bit of patience, bit of calm. Is he too chill? Like. But would he also be able to quite comfortably support people that go wrong on stage and they're calling, oh, it's like, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, and also, he's, a ch- he's quite a wholesome take. He's also That's a childhood it. icon as well. He is a childhood icon and a childhood book. Mm. Therefore, chaperone. 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 Seeing as childhood books are, yeah, the ones that keep people entertaining and other ones that are comfortable backstage you know absolutely i mean that was certainly something wasn't it (laughs) the selection of people was entirely questionable (laughs) i really really hope that that doesn't become a dynamic you ever experience in your professional life because um that was wild. <laughs> but <laughs> all fun and games. Yeah. <laughs> we hope that this episode has been helpful in sort of dissecting any of the myths and yeah. giving you some advice about how auditions work. And hopefully next year we will see you at some MKDT auditions because we love having new people join the team yeah. and we'd love to see your lovely faces walk through the door. And also as well, we have an MKDT summer school coming up, yeah. which you can sign on to. There isn't an audition. You just come along and you come and learn. And you can come and start working on maybe some of the skills that might pop up in some of our auditions. Ooh. So head on over to the um, MKDT website, again, www.mkdartstheatre.com, or keep up with any of our platforms and you will be hearing about our summer school very, very shortly with some more information. Yeah. But all in all, I think it's time we wrap up this podcast. So thank you very, very much for watching or listening and if you haven't already please make sure that you subscribe or you turn your notifications on whichever platform you're on to make sure that you can download us straight to your phone or that you're ready every time a notification pops up so you are the first hot off the press ready to hear (laughs) from us at Enter MKDT and also make sure we're big lovers of feedback Mm -hmm. so if you have any feedback Fiona, where do they send their feedback? MK Dance Theatre. So that's on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. Anywhere. Any platform. We're happy to hear from you. Also, the comments below if you're on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Fields of Cupid, we're going to say it one more time (laughs) for the gals, the guys and the ladies. Buy your tickets. Buy your tickets. (laughs) The tickets are now available on the website, of course. They have been for a little bit. But if you want those prime seats, make sure that you're getting there right now. And also, we're taking group bookings. So even if you're not necessarily a dancer in the company or a parent of a dancer in the company or um, just a distant family member in the company, you just want to work, do out. You want to go and do something. Make group booking and you might even get a discount. Yeah. Love a good discount, especially in this um, side of the year when yeah. we're recovering from the dry January. Yeah. And so, we love supporting the arts. And we love supporting the That's arts. All yeah. well, in all, thank you very much for watching. And in the meantime, bye! bye.